I have something brand new that I'm super excited to share with you. It's called the Community Creators Hub, and I've made it just for you. You can search through every episode of this podcast by keyword, download all of my favorite guides and resources, and find all of my recommended tools for community creators. And the best part? It's completely free. Just go to Community Creators Hub, that's Community Creators Hub, H-U-B, dot com to get your free access. Is a thriving community really all that beneficial for your business? Now, I'm the community gal, so I'm definitely going to tell you yes, but I wanted to break down for you the five undeniable benefits to your bottom line of your business if you have a thriving community. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. You know, sometimes I assume that if you're listening to this podcast, that you're already convinced that a community is one of the best assets that you can have for your business. But then I get to talking with some of you because yes, we do email back and forth and video message back and forth. I like talking with you as an individual. And I hear in your voice that you're not truly convinced about the power of a thriving community. Now, not every business needs a community or wants a community. And that's fine. I talk in other episodes about how to know if you really need a community or not. But there are five undeniable benefits of having a thriving community that I don't want you to miss out on. Benefit number one, a thriving community will help you get more customers. Now, I talk a lot on this podcast about how a community can help you inside of your paid programs, how it can help you keep your customers longer. But the truth is a thriving community can also help you get more customers. I've helped lots of clients use communities to increase conversions into their programs, but this is so much bigger. From a big brand perspective, we see this all over the place because a strong community is like a magnet for new customers. It has the power to attract new members and to gain trust quickly, which makes it easier to convert them to buyers. It truly is the best example of FOMO, that fear of missing out when you see people who are a part of a really incredible community and you want to be a part of it too. And then when you get in that community or have been invited into that community, even better by somebody that you know, that trust gets transferred and you're immediately surrounded by social proof of other people. And that groupthink mentality, whether you like it or not, I know it's definitely has some negative connotations because it's been used for evil in this world. But groupthink can also serve us because we can be surrounded by a group of people that are working towards something good and who trust in a great leader. And it makes it that much easier for us to trust that leader to do the work and to believe that we are capable of doing the work. Good example of this is Harley Davidson. When I was a kid, I wanted a motorcycle. In fact, I think it was my seventh birthday. It was either my seventh or my ninth. One was a boxing birthday and one was a Harley Davidson birthday, if that tells you anything about me as a kid. But I wanted a Harley Davidson so bad. And as I got older, I knew I wanted a Harley Davidson L series that was lower and lighter to the ground so that I could actually manage it. I didn't want a motorcycle. In fact, I 
thought distasteful thoughts about other motorcycles, even though some of my friends had those and that's what I had experience with. I wanted a Harley. And when my uncle had a Harley and my stepdad had a Harley, I thought differently about them because they were Harley Davidson owners. Now, how does that happen, right? It's because of the Hog Society, the Harley Owners Group. They have built a culture and a brand about what it means to own a Harley. But now they have this Hog, this Harley Owners Group that have local chapters all over the world and they have events and rallies. When you witness that, when you buy Harley, you know you're not just buying another bike, right? You are buying into a community of Harley Davidson owners and people want to be a part of a Harley family. So thriving communities will help you get customers, but like I talk about all the time, a thriving community will definitely help you keep your customers longer. Now, it comes down to that lifetime value of a customer. In fact, I recently surveyed a client's longer-term members to ask, why do they stay? And we also asked new people why they join. And although community wasn't at the top of the list for reasons why they join, it was definitely at the top of the list for reasons why they stay. So we all know that keeping a customer is a whole lot cheaper than acquiring a new customer. The real money is made in keeping people longer, especially in our recurring revenue programs. But yet we undervalue the power of a community in helping keep a customer longer. But having a community, deepening those connections, it creates more uh, memorable moments. It creates more connection and tie to the program that they are a part of. And ultimately, it often leads to more results. And people who are getting more results are happier customers who want to buy more from you and stay with you longer. A great example of this is Lego. So when we think about Legos and people get their first Legos, they can go so deep into that community because they have Lego user groups. They have the Lego magazine and stuff for kids. They have the big Lego events, the brick world events. There's so much that you can do. They even have the AFALS, the adult fan of Legos. They want you to be a Lego customer for life. And they've designed Now, over the years, they didn't do it overnight, but they've designed over the years by listening to their community, listening to their customers, this lifelong community journey for you as a Lego user. Because you get so closely tied to that community, you're so deeply integrated into it, you end up becoming attached to that brand for life. Nobody would say like, oh, I'm attached to this brand, but that's what they've done. They think they're attached to the hobby and the community surrounding the hobby, but ultimately it is a product. It is a brand that they are attached to. So a thriving community has helped us get more customers. It's helped us keep our customers longer. And ultimately those customers that are with us longer, like those Lego fans, become raving fans, the kind of people that introduce other people into your programs and products, the kind of people that defend you on the internet. These are the kind of people we want in our world. They're the nines and tens on the satisfaction scale. They're the first to buy everything that you sell. They're the first to sign up for your live events. They're the first person to come to your defense online. They're the first person to refer you to somebody if they're anywhere near needing you, right? And the cool thing about this is as they become these evangelists for your brand, they get even more bought into what you're doing their belief in your program grows even more, but it becomes something that they actually feel privileged to share with others. 
they feel special in sharing it with others. And like we said, when somebody invites somebody into your community, they're more likely to be a better fit for your community. They're more likely to build trust faster, to ultimately take more action faster, to get results, and they become a better customer in the long run. Like the lifetime value of somebody that gets referred in by a raving fan is typically for most businesses way higher than somebody that comes in cold through an ad. A great example of this is CrossFit. Now, if you know CrossFitters, I have a lot of friends at church that are CrossFitters. They are super fans. If you're in CrossFit for any amount of time, it's really hard not to be totally indoctrinated into that culture. Now, again, in my community cultivated framework, I talk about all of these core elements, culture being the second pillar. So you can always go and you can get my free training, just DM me training on Instagram or you can go to the first four episodes of this podcast. You can learn all about what I'm talking about when I talk about that framework, but that's a big part of creating a really strong community. And when you have that community and you're able to create raving fans, like the CrossFitters are raving fans, you have people who are always encouraging others to come. They're bringing friends into the gym. They're posting about it on Instagram, right? Sharing it in their stories. They're talking to people about their journey. And honestly, they would become walking billboards. (laughs) CrossFit has that advantage, right? Somebody who's been a CrossFitter for a while is going to have physical body change that somebody's going to look at and admire, maybe even ask them about, and they become walking billboards for being a part of the CrossFit family. But those raving fans are contagious and it helps spread in a community, which is why CrossFit honestly doesn't do a ton of marketing. They don't really have to because they get that loyal few and that loyal few bring everybody else in. So those are all revenue-driven advantages. Get more customers, keep your customers longer, raving fans that are going to refer more customers in. That's all good and well. But there are actually other ways that a thriving community can benefit your business that maybe aren't directly associated with revenue, but they are definitely associated with having a profitable bottom line. And one of my favorites is reducing customer support. Now, with my clients, this is something that we see a lot. We work on really educating our community in the beginning from the onboarding stage to make sure that our community become really great support people and advocates for other community members. We make our FAQ and our support articles super simple so that people know how to share answers to questions. They know where to find answers to questions. And honestly, your community becomes like a support department in a lot of ways. Now, are they going to be handling billing questions? Do you want people posting billing questions and account problems and all that kind of stuff, tech stuff in the group? No. But when somebody is trying to start an email list, because that's what you're teaching, they can go to the community to ask a question about that. Or if they're wondering where the Zoom link is for your live call, they can post that in the community and your community will answer that. So it really does reduce customer support because We are an instant society. We want really quick answers. And oftentimes we trust the answers of our peers more than the answer of a business professional, unfortunately for us business professionals out there. But what does that mean? That means that when they need support, when they need encouragement, when they have a question, when they're not sure how to do something, where to find something, they can ask in the community and they can often get a faster answer than they can get through your support department, no matter how fast right? Your support department is because you can send in that question. They still have to get it into their tickets. They got to hopefully, hopefully they don't have a ton of tickets to get through, but it's going to take a little bit. Whereas that Facebook group or that community platform, they ask it in there, it's immediate help. 
It's an immediate answer in many cases. So that peer-to-peer support ends up being a really big win because they feel connected and supported by the community. The community member who's doing the supporting feels like, hey, I'm contributing, which is a huge part of becoming a raving fan, becoming a thriving member of community is the need to contribute to the conversation, to contribute to the outcome, to help somebody else. And your team isn't having to answer the question. If we're doing anything, we're just validating the people that are offering support in the community. We're validating them. We're lifting them up to hopefully see them be able to do more of that in the community. We see a lot of these kinds of support communities now, especially in the tech world. Obviously, we just see it in our Facebook groups or our community platforms, wherever you have a community platform. But some companies have gone as far as to create the support community, the support discussion forums, if you will, on their site that are community-led. They're not led by their support team. So Microsoft, I know, was one of the early adopters of this kind of philosophy with their Microsoft Answers community that had its MVPs, which were their most valuable professionals. And these are just people who knew the platform inside and out. They're tech nerds in the Microsoft space, if you will, and they were wanting to help and support. And so they are literally taking that support load off of Microsoft. Microsoft created a space for them, elevated them as MVPs, and allows them to support and answer questions coming in from the community. So we know a thriving community can help attract people into your products and services, get more customers, right? It can help keep customers longer. It can help them become raving fans that refer more customers in. We know it can help the bottom line and help reduce support and honestly provide better and more personalized support to our customers than we can. And this last benefit is something that a lot of people don't think about, but it's actually been done for ages and ages in the traditional business space. But it's something that we in the online space really don't take advantage of. But I'm going to record a whole nother episode on this because I truly believe that this is the direction that many of us are going to start heading and should start heading because of the way the industry is changing. And that is the benefit of being able to develop better products. And this comes in a couple of ways. One, it's in developing products with a community first. So develop your community first, learn from your community, and then develop the products that the community is asking for. But if you already have a program or product like I do, it's about getting feedback constantly to find out how you can improve the product, how you can improve the course, the experience, the community based on feedback from your customers. So if you're not doing member surveys, it's something that I recommend that you do at least once a year at a minimum, but twice a year is probably better, right? And Honestly, weaving questions throughout their entire customer journey is really the way to do it so that you can get their mindset at different stages, whether they're brand new, they've been with you for 90 days, or been with you for a year or more. They have a different perspective that you probably want to hear. But getting that feedback and not just getting it and taking it in and doing nothing with it, which I know so many people, they get the survey results and nobody's looking at them. I can't tell you how often I go to work with a client And I'm asking about their cancellation survey, and I'm so happy that they have one, but nobody's actually reviewing it or their onboarding survey. So you can't just collect the data. You actually got to do something with it. And you can also just invite people onto calls. You can have a community. You can learn from that. But in doing so, it allows you to develop a product that is not just better because you have more people looking at it, more people auditing it, if you will, and giving you feedback It gives you lots of perspectives from different learners, people who are in different stages, so you can make sure that it's speaking to everybody at all of those different stages and learning styles. But even more so, you get to create a product that is exactly what they want. 
It's exactly what they're asking for. And that's really the shift that I see a lot of businesses moving towards is creating the community first and then learning from that community and then creating products based on what that community wants. You know, Casey Ho is a great example. She's a fitness guru. She started with Blogilates, which is like a Pilates blog and community, and it just really exploded. She's really big on Instagram. She launched a brand called Pop Flex Active, which is a fitness brand, but it's a community-driven fitness apparel. She goes to her community. She asks them what they like and don't like about their sports bra or their tennis skirt or their hoodies, and she learns from what they want. She's constantly polling. She's sharing the prototype drawings of what she wants to create, the sketches, right? And gets the feedback before it ever goes to initial design. And then she gets the initial design and she tries it on and she shares about it. And she has all of these community members who are people that have signed up to basically be product testers. And they have to have all different types of body shapes and sizes so that she makes sure her product fits on all different types of body shapes and sizes. It is a community-driven product and brand. And that is the future. We're going to talk about that more in depth in a whole other episode. But I just wanted you to really understand and to solidify for you the five benefits of a thriving community. And I'm sure there's some more of them come to mind. Send me a message because I want to know what you think the benefits of a thriving community are. But it's definitely undeniable that a thriving community can help you get more customers. I've seen it happen. I've seen this get incredible conversion rates from a free community. It will help you keep your customers longer time and time again. Our clients are seeing their retention rate increase, which immediately is profit because they're not having to pay more to get those customers You get raving fans that refer everybody into your community, to your products. Then you have the support that that community offers where your team is not as involved in answering those questions. Oftentimes, people think a larger community is going to require more work, but if we do it really well, it doesn't end up requiring more work. In fact, sometimes your team's actually able to step back even more because you have even more people, more seasoned community members that can help newbies out and it doesn't require your team as much. And then obviously creating better products. That's that other aspect of the future, which is really the past in a lot of ways for business, getting community inside and learning from things to bring people in and learn from them. But now like this thought of how do we learn so much feedback? How do we get so much from our ideal customer that we create the perfect product for them? All right. If this hasn't convinced you, I don't know what will. And if you don't leave this episode going, yes, I understand the value of a community and I do believe that is a game changer in business, then I can't help you at this point. You probably should unsubscribe from this podcast. But if you get it, then I want to encourage you to keep listening because we talk a lot about how to create a community like this that leans into all of these benefits, especially the one that helps you keep your customers longer. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven-minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.